Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 14, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello! So many books, great theme today! But before I get started, I want to tell you about today's sponsor. It is A Poison, Dark, and Drowning by Jessica Clues, the second book in the Kingdom on Fire series, the first being A Shadow Bright and Burning. And let me tell you a little bit about it. Henrietta Howell doesn't need a prophecy to know that she's in danger. She came to London to be named the Chosen One, the first female sorcerer in centuries, the one who would defeat the ancients. Instead, she discovered a city ruled by secrets, and the biggest secret of all, Henrietta is not the Chosen One. In the seductive and explosive second book in the Kingdom on Fire series, Jessica Clues delivers her signature mix of magic, passion, and teen warriors fighting for survival. So, I haven't actually read this series, but I do have the first one, so I'm going to have to get to that and then pick up this one. It sounds like a lot of fun. So, again, it's A Poison, Dark, and Drowning by Jessica Clues, out now from Random House. I'll have a link to it in the show notes, and we thank them for sponsoring. So, today's theme is award winners. Um, The NBA longlist, the National Book Award longlist, is out. The Man Booker shortlist just came out. The Kirkus Fiction Prize was announced. The selections. um, And the Giller Prize longlist was just announced. So we have awards on the brain this week. So I was thinking about some award winners and maybe some that people don't know or remember uh, that I've enjoyed. This is all fiction. Um, Perhaps in the future I'll do a nonfiction episode, but it is all fiction this time. Um, And I'm going to start with the National Book Awards because I'm an American and we love to talk about ourselves. Um, It was first awarded in May of 1936. Authors have won it such as Ellen Gilchrist, Larry Heineman, Mary Lee Settle, and Wright Morris, who won two times. Like, do you ever hear these names anymore? No. There's a huge, huge list of names that, like, you wouldn't know now. But uh, there are a couple here that I hope that you will enjoy. The first is The Moviegoer by Walker Percy, uh, which is about a man in New Orleans who gets up to no good on the eve of his 30th birthday and sort of outrages his family and causes a scandal and all kinds of problems. Um, You might remember I talked about Walker Percy a couple weeks ago because uh, the mother of John Kennedy Toole, who wrote Confederacy of Dunces, uh, brought the manuscript for that book to Walker Percy, and he helped get it published, and eventually it won the Pulitzer. Um, Another great NBA winner is The Great Fire by Shirley Hazard, which is a love story set amongst the immediate aftermath of World War II. There's also Lord of Misrule by Jamie Gordon, which is this dazzling novel set in the world of small-time horse racing. And a couple of kids' books that have won the National Book Award that I really love are uh, Inside Out and Back Again by Ting Ha Lai, which was inspired by her childhood experience fleeing Vietnam after the fall of Saigon and her family and their immigration to America. She also wrote a book that I love, love, love called Listen Slowly, which came out a couple of years ago. I'm sure I've talked about it before. There's also What I Saw and How I Lied by Judy Blundell, 
which is about a young girl whose father returns from World War II. He brings along with him a handsome G.I. Uh, who she falls for and gets tangled up in a web of lies. And they have, I think it was a couple of years ago, they did the NBA of NBAs where they sort of voted on the best National Book Award winner of National Book Award winners. And it went to The Complete Stories by Flannery O'Connor because, of course it did, she is a goddess. There's also man, the Man Booker Prize, which the shortlist was just announced. It was first given out in 1969 to a book called Something to Answer For by P.H. Newby, which I had never heard of until I looked it up for these notes. Um, if you've ever read it, let me know. I have no idea if it's good or not. But a couple of Man Booker Prize winners that I love. Uh, one is The Inheritance of Loss by Kieran Desai, which is about a curmudgeonly judge who lives in the Himalayas. And his orphan granddaughter comes to live with him. And he's kind of busy worrying about his son, who is a chef in New York. Uh, so the cook at the house sort of raises her. It also has the best description of dessert I have ever heard or read in a book. It's like two pages of dessert descriptions. I mean, you have to read it to understand what I'm saying, but it's so good. Another one that I love, uh, one not too long ago, was A Brief History of Seven Killings by Marlon James, which starts with the attempted assassination of Bob Marley uh, on the eve of the elections in Jamaica. It was an actual thing that happened in December of 1976, and it sort of grows from there. It's very dark, very dense, and so fantastic. There's also The Famished Road by Ben Okri, which is about a spirit child. He narrates the book... Um, which is in Nigerian legend where the child exists between life and death. Um, he is brought back from death, and it's about his family's struggles as well as like the political upheaval and violence in his country. They also held the Booker of Bookers, and the winner of that was Midnight's Children by Salman Rushdie, uh, which I have not read. Um, but I did, last week I think I told you I was going to read The Golden House, or maybe it was the week before, I can't remember now. I did, I read The Golden House by Salman Rushdie, and I thought it was, oh, oh, what's that over there? Oh, I thought I saw a dog. Uh, where was I? Oh yeah, anyway, so, moving on. The Giller Prize uh, was launched in 1994. It's the Canadian Award for books. Um, a couple that I love, uh, one is Half-Blood Blues by Essie... Edigen, which is about a black trumpet player in uh, 1939. His name is Hieronymus Falk, and he is arrested in a cafe in Berlin, or in, maybe it was in Paris. No, I, I've read a lot of books. It's all moving in different places in my head. Um, he's arrested in a cafe, and he's whisked away. He's never seen again. And then it moves to 1952. He's become sort of a, a legend and they've made a documentary about him, and some other musicians are gathering to discuss their experiences and sort of, like, how they may have betrayed him and what was involved in his disappearance. So fantastic. Another one I love is called Us Conductors by Shawn Michaels, which is fiction, but it's based on the true story of the man who invented the theremin, that really strange woo instrument. Um, that's my theremin impression. I'm going to take it on The Tonight Show. Um, and it's, he was a Russian scientist, and he was actually sent by the, his government to the U.S. to spy for Russia. And he lived there for many years and did not want to come back, but they forced him to come back, and he was later imprisoned for many years. Um, it's, it's just a wonderful novel. And there's also the Women's Fiction Prize, which until recently was the Bailey's Prize, and before that was the Orange Prize. It was established in 1996. Such amazing people as Zadie Smith and Patchett and Marilyn Robinson have won it. 
Um, and a couple of books that have one that I love are Fugitive Pieces by Anne Michaels. Starts in 1940 about a young Polish boy whose family is murdered by soldiers, and he is taken in by a Greek geologist, and it sort of follows his life across the two continents, or across two continents. There are actually seven or eight or ten, right? Um, also, May We Be Forgiven by A.M. Holmes. Uh, I love this book. It's about a man who makes a terrible choice that results in a horrific tragedy, and he is left raising his younger brother's kids and trying to redeem himself, which sounds a lot like Saint Maybe, but this one is much, much darker. Uh, at the very beginning, the, the horrific thing happens, and I, I actually was like, no way did I just read what I just read. It just comes out of nowhere, and it's amazing. Um, and they also held the Bailey of Bailey's award prize, you know, rounding up all the winners, like the best of the winners, and it went to Half a Yellow Sun, by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, which I have not read, but hope to someday. I have it somewhere. And this week for Dealer's Choice, uh, Paperbacks from Hell, The Twisted History of the 70s and 80s Horror Fiction by Grady Hendrix came out this week. You might recognize Grady Hendrix's name. He wrote Horror Store and My Best Friend's Exorcism. Um, and this book includes uh, looks at Michael McDowell, who I've talked about on the show before. He wrote The Amulet and The Elementals. And... I was thinking of a book that just squeaked under. It came out in 1990. It was called Vampires, with the S is a dollar sign, Vampires, by John Stakely. Um, it's about vampires. I think it's hilarious that a book about vampires is by someone named John Stakely. Um, but it's about a company called Vampires Incorporated, uh, who clear out nests of vampires, and they have just had a very successful eradication of a nest, and they're having a big party and celebrating at this motel, um, when the big master vampire shows up and kills pretty much everyone at the party, except for two or three people, including the guy who's in charge, Jack. Um, and so Jack builds a new team. He also finds out that uh, silver melted from crosses works very effectively in killing vampires, so he starts using that to get rid of them. Uh, it was made into a John Carpenter movie. I think it's just called, like, John Carpenter's Vampires, um, but... Mark Boone Jr., my boyfriend, was in it. If you don't know him, he's fabulous. He's like a cuddlier version of Tom Waits. I just, I love him. Uh, so that's it for me this week, book lovers. I'd like to thank our sponsor, A Poison, Dark, and Drowning by Jessica Clues, out now from Random House and available wherever books are sold. We will have a link to it in the show notes. You can also find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. And if you want to talk about books or Mark Boone Jr. or see pictures of my books or my cats, Steinbeck and Malay, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy under Liberty, and on Instagram at Franzen Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with my better half, Rebecca Shinsky, and all the books to tell you about the week's great new releases. Have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading.